you're listening to the Renew You Fit Podcast, where Fit After 40 starts today. And what is today's topic, Don? How to differentiate the BS that's out there on the market from what actually works. There are a ton of programs out there. There are, and I think the most important thing is how do you separate some of the minutia, the BS, the fads, the gimmicks, or simply programs that people are just trying to peddle that don't really work? Selling is not telling. Not everything works for Fit After 40, does it? No, it doesn't. And I think for the average client out there, it can be overwhelming. When you look at the amount of content that out there, you look at the amount of programming, and more importantly, if you look at the individuals that are representing that content, a lot of them are in their 20s. I would suggest starting with the eight-week challenge to build momentum, to get traction, and to create good habits. That's a good thing, and I think everybody needs to have some kind of starting point. Having something that starts in an eight-week format, think about it this way. Right now is a unique time. You've got Halloween getting ready to happen. Most people are going to start eating candy on the 31st or even before then, and let's be honest, they're like, please don't have a lot of kids, right? So they're eating a lot of chocolates. They're doing a lot of stuff there. From there, it leads into everything seasonal. I mean, right now, Antoine, at Starbucks, when I went to pick up our coffee today, They've already got a full spectrum of gingerbread this, sweet that, all these different things. And I already see people in line getting these big drinks that have like 800 to 1,000 calories. Here's the deal. You can enjoy the holidays. You can do the things that you want to do. You got to get the right program that starts now. And I think you're spot on with an eight-week program because the holidays are going to come. The average person puts on eight to 15 pounds over this period of time, and they don't work out. They're very sedentary. When it gets colder, people don't want to move. So I think getting a program that works for you is important. And I th- also think, tying into that, what's another piece that's important? Nutrition plays a major role. It does. And we've talked on previous podcasts about macros. Here's the thing. Eating healthy does not have to be bad. Whether it's a fast item that you go get, like for example, say you went to In-N-Out Burger, right? We're in Cali. So you go to In-N-Out Burger. You don't have to not get a burger. You can get something protein style, kick the bun, kick the cheese. You know, you can still have a very tasty meal. Maybe don't get the fries, right? Get a water instead of a soda. But you can still enjoy things as long as you're smart about what you do. For me, the biggest thing with the nutrition, Antoine, is making sure that whatever you eat should fit into what your fitness goals are. And give you energy, right? You're right. Absolutely. How do you get energy for your workout? Let's be honest. I think the average person right now out there, when you're starting a program after 40 and you're overweight and you're not comfortable with how you look and feel, getting the energy to get started is probably the most crucial thing. So let me ask you this. Does time of day play a role in your success? As I'm getting older, I'm realizing that the earlier I wake up, I have the most energy. Then throughout the day, it dies off. Then right before I go to sleep, I have a lot of energy. So I think it does take a toll on you on what time you're going to work out. I think you're right. And I think for each individual, it's kind of like personal training. It's personalized to you. As you age, some people have a more difficult time finding regular sleep patterns. I think that plays a major role in your energy. If you are at a low energy point, trying to go get a workout at that time probably is not going to be the most effective. More importantly, 
it's not conducive to you being in the right mental mind frame. Uh, for me, one of the things I, I like to do is, obviously, you know me with coffee. I, I got to have it all the time. Uh, I like caffeine. And I think just basic standard caffeine from a, a cup of coffee, whether it's hot or cold, is perfect before a workout. It doesn't have to be a lot. But it helps me mentally focus and engage on what I'm doing. After you have your energy drinks and after you have your coffee and you're ready to go work out, is it very important to have a goal on what you're going to try to accomplish with your workout? Yes. I think the most important thing for anybody starting out, especially Fit After 40, you talked about an eight-week program. You have to have structure and a format to what you're doing. If there is no strategy on how you are going to go in and execute your time in the gym, it's wasted time. And I think a lot of people do that. They go in, they aimlessly follow a workout, and they're not mentally engaged in what's going on. You have to think about the muscles that you're working. You need to focus on the movements. Everything is about contraction and isolating muscles. So, for example, if you're doing a single joint movement and you're doing like a bicep curl and you're swaying, and using your shoulders or throwing your back into it? Are you really maximizing the time on the bicep? Or if you just jump and you'll see that, right? Antoine, I'm sure in the gym, like today, how many people did you see that were just jumping from machine to machine without any rhyme or reason? And they're doing like maybe five or six things in a row that really defeat the purpose of going in there and then they're done. As you say, there is no one fits all approach to weightlifting. So how would you help somebody that's a little overweight and he doesn't know too much about or she doesn't know too much about multi-compound movement? What is the approach they should take when they first enter the gym? I think the simplest thing to do is you know your body better than anybody, especially as you age. If you've had injuries, if you're um, having limitations on what you can do, uh, the first thing is start slow. I would say if you're going back to a gym, maybe use some TRX, some free weight movements that are very, very light. It's actually better to focus in on biomechanics. What I mean by biomechanics is your form and technique than going out there trying to move weight. The worst thing you can do is just go out there and try to move weight. If you are focused on executing your movements properly, you're going to see success. If you're not engaged in that, you're not going to. Isn't that why we have those programs where they actually, we actually show you how to lift? and do the right mechanics. How important is that as far as being a personal trainer? I think that's probably the most important thing. Uh, with my experience and the, the vast array of clients that I've worked with, the most important thing is, is understanding how to personalize a platform for that individual. And let's face it, especially as we age, your goals are gonna be different. Maybe it's just having energy, like we've talked about multiple times. Um, not everybody wants to, to put on a ton of muscle, right? For some people, it's just toning down, you know, slimming down a little bit, losing some inches, having better energy and feeling better. So I think for each person, that's going to be different. So you're right. Working with the trainer is important, but I have a question for you. How do you know if you got a good trainer? A good trainer means a good program. A good trainer does mean a good program, but there's a ton out there. So why choose one over another a trainer who cares about you a trainer who knows a lot about you and a trainer who actually wants you to reach your goals and not the goals he sets for you i think is a good trainer i agree with you i also think um there's another factor i think you need to find somebody 
that their actual passion is fitness. There's a lot of people that are in the industry for the wrong reasons, um, where they're trying to sell a, a service or a product, but their passion is not fitness. And it's very evident in the way that they communicate their messaging, the way that they articulate themselves, and more importantly, how they live their lifestyle. One of the things that I enjoy about Renew You is fitness is my passion. That's why we developed a podcast, regardless of whether someone decided to just try a program out for free or didn't even do anything with us and just took the information on what we disseminate on these podcasts and used it. If I can help make their life a little bit better, whether it's a client or even a fitness professional, I think that's huge. Because as you say, and as we know, we are all 40 and up. So we actually know what it takes to be fit after 40 versus to a young trainer that's younger. He just knows what it is to be fit. He doesn't understand how it is when you're older and you have a little joint pain, mm -hmm. you're moving a little slower, you have little injuries that you've occurred over months or years of lifting. And I think that's the good thing here is that we're actually a part of the fitness because we're actually all over 40. And that, that makes the biggest difference here. We're not young trainers, we're not old, but we know what it takes to be fit after 40. I agree, and I, I think, um, you know, for everybody out there in the audience listening, that is a, a very sound point. Getting something with people that represent your age demographic, that understand, and that more importantly have the experience, that's huge. And I read a book years ago that really kind of changed my whole paradigm of life, and I think it is huge. It's called the repetition, repetition of success. Think about it this way. When the Beatles became successful, it didn't start by them coming across the pond to the United States. They were successful because they played gig after gig after gig after gig, free things, whether it was in a park, whatever, carnival, they did all kinds of stuff. They had already invested over thousands of hours practicing that. The best trainers, if you're looking for a program, should have that same type of experience that reflect that so that you can pull from that knowledge base and understand that this person has the credibility to help you get to your goal. So for me, the other thing with a lot of the programming that's out there is there's a vast array of gym content or options that you can use at home. To me, I think it's one platform. I think you need to find something that offers both. And, you know, this has been a learning curve, I think, for everybody going through this entire process. We talked a little bit about it today. It's baffled me. I've looked at a ton of research. I'm a huge geek when it comes to data and, and researching articles um, from professional sites, trade sites, etc. There's a ton of information out there. One by Ursa in particular, which kind of was shocking, was a quarter of all small gyms are probably going to close by the end of this year, by December 1st. There was $13.9 billion dollars that has been lost since August 1st, since this pandemic. Imagine how many trainers have been impacted, sir. Imagine how many businesses from gyms are closed. And it saddens me. I started with a brick and mortar. And for those in the audience, we had a tremendous gym here in San Jose, California that had been open nine years. I was one of the casualties of, of the pandemic. I think we were flexible, nimble, and adaptable and overcame that 
And we're kind of learning in the process, both with the podcast and more importantly, with the content that we're distributing. But the reality is we have the experience in operating gym home programs and home-based programs to help you succeed. That is the biggest thing that I think will help you, you know, is finding someone that has been through that battle that understands what's going to make you successful. One thing I realized about our workouts, they're pretty fun. They're active. They're just not stationary, as you'll say. So yes. Not only is it multi-compound movement, there's multi-emotions while you do it. Absolutely. I, I, think that's a, I think that's a very astute assumption there. Here's the thing that I look at. When you look at um, multi-compounded movements, the reason I'm huge on that and why our platform was kind of built around that, I realize the average person is only going to spend maybe three times a week. So after 40, if you're looking for bang for your buck, if you're looking to maximize your results with the least amount of effort possible, the best way to do that is hit the largest muscle groups possible. It makes sense from a physiological standpoint. You're going to burn more calories. Your body's going to repair itself. You're going to see better results. Doing single joint movements of just arms or calves and some of these random things that I see, like people think that they can spot reduce fat. So I see these great workouts where it's all ab based and they're like, well, guess what? That's where I carry all my weight, Antoine. I must be doing something if I'm doing just this core workout. The reality is no. It comes down to something simple. Are you eating more calories than you're burning? And the bottom line is, is your workout full body so that you can maximize the total calorie burn in your day? That's it. Talking about calories, mm -hmm. talking about burning, talking about the abs. The holidays are amongst us. That's correct. They're coming fast. What should somebody do to prevent that extra holiday weight? Well, first I want to say this. Everybody should enjoy the holidays. You should partake in having balance in your life. You should definitely enjoy some of the foods that you want. You, more importantly, should be able to spend time with the loved ones that you have. I think the biggest thing, though, is you need to balance it out. If you know you're going to consume a ton of calories over certain days, the weeks leading up to it, you need to make sure that you're monitoring what you're eating and not. And more importantly, I think you need to cut out the alcohol and the extra calories that come with drinking a lot of the festival drinks that come during the holidays. What about you? I'm going to eat a little bit. I've already been working out. You have? I've already prepared for the holidays. Two months ago. I know Thanksgiving is coming up. Christmas is coming up. So I already start dieting. I already start working out so I can eat what I want to eat during the holidays. Yes, and here's the biggest thing, Antoine. Speaking about gimmicks and the holidays, everybody seems to wait. It's like a magical clock. When January 1st hits, it's like the floodgates are going to open. Here's a, here's a funny thing. I've been in the gym industry for 25 plus years. I seen a great meme probably four years ago. It was pretty hilarious. It had a gym in December. And you could literally throw bowling balls every which way you wanted, and you were never going to hit a body. And then for two weeks in January, you could not find an open space in the gym. And guess what? After middle of February, most of those people that joined already stopped. They already went back to their behaviors. There's always something coming up whether it be Valentine's Day, Super Bowl, I'm going to start after the, then it's Easter, then it's this, and the next thing you know, that year bleeds together. 
Instead of having a New Year's resolution, why don't you come up with a solution now to renew your fitness and health? Get a simple program. Don't go commit to something crazy. Start with something simple. If you could just commit to living a healthier lifestyle over the next eight weeks, you're going to be far ahead of the game when it comes. And I think for the average person, that's the biggest thing that they need to do. Don't tackle so much at one point. Start with something simple. So let me ask you this, Antoine. What's one of the biggest fads that you've seen in fitness? I know you are a night owl, and I know you're up late doing a lot of video shoots and auditing and doing some cool stuff for us to make this thing happen. What's one of the things that, that you see? Do you see like uh, people selling products or services, and you know dang good and well that that's not going to work? I see a lot of people selling um, online fitness programs that's far too advanced for a normal person. Like they're doing all kind of stuff that if you try to work out with them, you'll just give up. And sometimes I don't know if they're trying to impress themselves or they're trying to impress a buyer or they're trying to impress other trainers. And I realized that that's not good. So that's, that's what I've been recognizing. You just said something that's spot on. Your audience is not another trainer when you're putting a program together, especially for fitness after 40. Your audience is the target audience that you're going after, and that is the people that need your help. And I think you're right. The other thing that I wanted to tie into that is, let me ask you this. You know exercise science. You know the human anatomy very well. You were an athlete. Sir, lifting heavy weights early on and then going through a lot of the trauma from swinging a baseball bat and doing all of those things that you did, is your neck the same? Is your back the same? No, it isn't. No, it isn't. But the ones who didn't lift heavy are in good shape now. If I would have just concentrated on light weights, reps, and the burns to build those tendons, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have the injuries I have now. And um, like you said, that's why it's important to warm up the body. That's why it's important to get your tendons strong before you start lifting heavy. You're, that's a key point. And I think a lot of people get injured uh, for multiple reasons. Sometimes genetically, they just are gifted with strength naturally, but they haven't been doing it for a while. And they lack the repetitions and they lack the strength to be able to have the body ready to handle workload that they're doing, whether that's a bench press, a squat, whatever it may be. And then the other thing is, how many of these programs do you see where people are doing just, look, excuse my language, but some crazy shit where you're like, what the hell? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I mean, where they're just jumping off, flipping, doing, it's like, dude, I'm looking at an acrobat trying to sell you a fitness program, and you're like, there's no way on God's green earth I'm going to be able to do that. You know, there's a lot of people who do CrossFit. They don't have a 10-year career doing it. That is correct. That is why you see them on Netflix after a two-year run, three-year run, four-year run. Um, when people come in, you don't, you don't have people that say, I've been doing CrossFit for 10 years. Yeah, that doesn't exist. Why? Because they're hurting themselves. Yeah, and it's, it's an industry, I think, that, listen, there is a time and place for everything. And I think there's some great movements in CrossFit, but I also disagree with the way that a lot of things get rolled out programming-wise. You are sometimes talking to an audience that is not ready for those movements. Why, do they, why, why don't they just call it plyometrics? Why are they calling it CrossFit? Well, they are doing a combination of Olympic lifts, plyometrics, mm -hmm. isometrics. I mean, there's, there's multiple different movements that they're doing. But the reality is this. 
those CrossFit games and some of the things you see, those are elite athletes that are doing that. That is not meant for a person that is deconditioned, that has not been exercising, and that absolutely thinks that they're going to look like that dude that's on Netflix that just one thing. And here's, here's the other piece. I was on Facebook last night doing some marketing after you had dropped some stuff for us, which, by the way, looked amazing. So great work, sir. Thank you. I was taking a gander at basically what was being said in this dialogue between a friend of mine and some other clients. And the reality is I think a lot of people don't really believe that they can become fit after 40. They think it's a gimmick, right? They think that you have to take some type of substance externally or that you've just been gifted and blessed with genetics. Look, I'm going to tell you this. I have gone through weight loss, weight gain. I have gone through injuries. It takes discipline. It takes consistency. It's doing the right things the majority of the time, making sure your mindset is right, training yourself to do those things. If you do that, like prepping a post-workout shake after your workout so that you don't overeat later on, right? Or making sure that you're waking up at the time that you should and going to bed at the time that you should so that your energy for your workout is there, like we talked about earlier. There's a lot of factors. I think a lot of people, they want a, a short-term solution. And that's where these gimmicks and fads of some of the shit that you see out there it pisses me off because it devalues quality work that a lot of industry professionals are trying to do. Look, if there was a magic pillar or product, dude, we wouldn't be doing the Renew You platform. We would already be using that product and selling it and shit, I would have invested in stock and I think it would be higher than Apple or anybody else for that matter. A, right? lot, of, a lot of those products is how you can look. Mm -hmm. It'll get you there, but what's going to keep you there? It's not how you get there fast, it's how you're going to last doing that. Absolutely. And here's the other thing. Look, I've, you're talking to an industry professional, someone that has a background in exercise science, kinesis, and nutrition, and the reality is this. Dude, I fell victim to some of the bullshit. I bought programs. I bought products. I bought services because we're all human. And at the end of the day, if there's a good marketing scheme or a good ploy or it looks catchy enough or they put a celebrity or some fancy person on there, you're like, well... Maybe there's some credibility to this. Let me give it a shot. It's only $19.99 or $59.99 or $99.99. Here's where I made the biggest mistake. And I think that's what we'll, we'll wrap up our, our podcast with. We talked a little bit about supplements and nutrition before, and that's a great industry, and there's a lot of positive things there. But the reality is there's far more bullshit than there is good stuff. Okay? And I think a lot of people get misled. They go out and they start taking drinks that they think are going to get them in shape. And let's face it, sure, if you're eating 4,000 calories and all of a sudden you cut it to 1,500, of course you're going to lose weight. What happens when you go back to eating food if you're not adding exercise and other things in? You're not changing your lean body mass. You're not doing those things that you need to do to build long-term success. My goal is to create habits within people, and any program you invest in should be something that you could maintain and that you learn from. Don't rely on a product. Don't rely on a pill. Don't rely on gyms being open, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, whatever. Find something that's going to educate you, empower you, and give you the knowledge that you need to understand your body and, more importantly, to execute a workout on a consistent basis. Because the stomach lies to you all the time. The stomach always says, feed me. Well, so do your eyes. 
sometimes your eyes are bigger than your stomach. You see something that's good, and let's face it, we were gifted, right? We were gifted beings because we were also blessed with the sense of smell. And when you pull up to some place and you're like, wow, that smells good, right? And then you actually taste it and it doesn't taste as good. So you're right. There's a lot of factors there with senses that affect all of that. The reality is finding programs without gimmicks, fads, and catches is crucial. Finding something that's working for you on your terms that meets your needs, your time frame. And that's why I love virtual fitness, Antoine. If I would have known this 20 years ago, I would have been doing this 20 years ago if the technology was there to support it. Hey, listen, technology's not gonna go backwards. It's only gonna advance. The way that we were running gyms, the way that we were selling memberships, the way that products were being consumed, the way that the industry was marketing, it's all changed forever. And you can either pull the cover over your eyes and expect to go back and hope that things are gonna go back to the way they were, or you're gonna adapt. Look, I, I had to adapt, Antoine, and I didn't even have a freaking Facebook account until recently. I hated social media shit because I was an old school gym guy. I did one-on-one -on -one with my clients. I didn't believe in a ton of marketing. I thought that the most important thing was my service to that client. If I invested in them enough, if I gave them the right information, if I got them to their goals and empowered them, my mouth would be all I need. And I was successful. But it also exposed me during this pandemic that you need to have flexibility. You need to be adaptable. And yes, I've got legit programming. But you said it best, sir. Done. If it's only in your mind and it's not in somewhere that somebody can access it, what good is it? That's where getting the right program matters. And Renew You Fit has those programs. We have credibility. We have years of experience. And more importantly, we share the same goals you do because we're over that same age like you are. And what I love about even our business team is we're each in different age brackets. I'm not 48 yet. You keep saying that. I'm 47. <laughs> I won't be 48 till Christmas, Antoine. So let's, let's keep it. I still got a couple more months at 47, sir. Okay. So the reality is you can be fit, have the energy, do all the things that you want, and even look better than you did in your 30s if you take care of yourself. And that's what a good program does. Cut the BS, cut the gimmicks, get to the meat and potatoes of what's going to get you results. This is human physiology, bro. And like you said, there's no better time than to invest in yourself now. Now, absolutely. So, Antoine, I'll let you wrap it up for us. Come on, Slick Rick. I know you got this. Make sure you hit the bell. Make sure you subscribe. And if you're listening to us now on podcast, make sure you subscribe to the Renew You Fit podcast. We're here for you. We're here with you. And we will always support all your endeavors when it comes down to being fit after 40. Absolutely. This is Don. This is Antoine. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Peace.